0: Anyone who watched or drove in saloon car racing in the 1980s and 1990s will for sure remember Jeff Allen as a formidable contender. And anyone currently peddling a saloon car around a racetrack as part of the Quick Fit British Touring Car Championship will know him as an equally formidable figure, watching their every move as the official driving standard advisor. I'm pleased to say he joins me on the line ahead of the final BTCC meeting of the season at Hatch, after which... He'll be standing down. Jeff. thanks for joining me this morning. I know how busy it is in the run-up to a BTCC meeting, but, um, of course, this one brings about the end of an era for you, doesn't it?
1: Um, it took a lot of consideration to, to make my mind up, but um, I've done ten years, and before that I did I know, four or five years before that and had a break, and, um, yeah, it's going to be a sad day on uh, Sunday, but um, time moves on, and I think it's time now to bring in a, a younger... Uh, candidate to do my job. Um, the the, um, the rules and regulations changed a bit next year, and the new hybrid era comes in. And I think it's a good time to to, to stop and give it give the job over to someone else.
0: Yeah. Now you go, you came into saloon car racing at the back end of the seventies, didn't you? And and really sort of burst onto the scene. I was looking at a, a piece from Autosport magazine that uh, referred to you, I think, um, rather love in a lovely way, as the the, the hottest property uh,
1: on a racetrack. <laughs> Those were the days, yeah. uh, I started in 1973 with a little Viva GT, um, then turned professional in 1990, sorry, 1980 with um, the, the Austin Rovers, and then went on from there, really. Um, and then the championship changed uh, tact and went to the two-litre formula in 1990, and that's when I was uh, scooped up by Vauxhall. Yes, and of course you drove with, uh, with John Cleland, yeah, well, that's where I've learned all my tricks from, from John. <laughs> <laughs> and, and is it by his standards that you now judge <laughs> driving standards? <laughs> sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Um, you know, um, you know, that was a good era, and um, you know, I was able to use my skills to to do the job I've been doing now, and um, I, hopefully I will made a difference. Um, I certainly feel this year. I know it's been a shortened championship and uh, been a bit rust, but. Um, I think uh, the driving standards of all the drivers have been a lot better this year than in previous years. Mm. Well, we'll
0: come on to that in, in a second. Just going yeah. back to your time uh, racing, Jeff. You, I mean, you had some uh, some excellent successes, some very, very memorable races. What particularly sticks in your mind, and which particular period?
1: Um, obviously, the Rover days were uh, special days working for Tom Walkinshaw. Uh, I was um, one of his favourite drivers and uh, wherever the Rovers went I went with Tom. Uh, I particularly enjoyed that uh, part of my career. We had some good results. Um, One of my greatest races was to win the uh, Silverstone TT with uh, Denny Holm who was an ex-Formula One world champion. Um, That was a very, very special day. And I've I've enjoyed overseas races as well, you know, going down to um, Bathurst in Australia. Um, the Spa 24 Hours in Belgium, well, and all, all those sort of races I really did enjoy. Mm.
0: The cars and the technology has changed so much in that time, Jeff, hasn't it?
1: It, it, it absolutely has. And uh, as I said to you earlier on, the hybrid area comes into the play next year and uh, just different sort of formats they can use with the hybrid power and the cars. Um, you look at a modern-day touring car now, from the outside it looks like... Uh, um, a, a Vauxhall or a Ford or whatever but um, underneath when you look at the cars they're pretty clever machines
0: mm. and we go back to the super touring era um, which brought with it huge huge budgets didn't it and, and things are different now everybody's having to look at getting the
1: most out of
0: the least money
1: correct yeah I mean the, the super tour days with you know, budgets of three, 3 to 4 million pound which was ridiculous absolutely ridiculous very complicated cars um, now they've, they've got the same amount of tools for each manufacturer or car or team to use and it's how they use it. And mm. um, We've got front-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive competing against each other on a fairly equal basis. You know, some uh, tracks suit the rear-wheel drive, some tracks suit the front-wheel drive. So it's quite an equal championship mm. and um, I think the rules are, are working really well.
0: You mentioned the Bathurst uh, in Australia. That is some event, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I did I did sort of nine or ten Bathurst races. And the, the closest I ever come to win it was a, a second place in a RS500 Cosworth Sierra with a, a New Zealand guy called Paul Radishich. Um, uh, that was a, a fantastic race. And uh, I dro- drove out there with the Holden teams, Ford teams um, uh, and BMW. And uh, that, that was great. I always enjoyed jumping on a plane going down to the Bathurst. Mm-hmm. Special special race, special track.
0: The British Touring Car Championships sits as one of the top series uh, arguably uh, in the world but certainly across Europe and uh, its stature has grown over the years and, and you've seen that from the inside Jeff.
1: Yes, um, I think if anyone watches uh, any form of motorsport they want to watch Touring Cars. Um, it's been through some up and downs in it, and it's path to come in the top Touring Cars uh, Championship in the world. Um, um, it's it's the way the format of it three races on a day three starts three finishes manufacturers in there privateers all battling to become champion Um, and it it has it's evolved over the years and Alan Gower does a really good job with it monitors it and keeps it very close um, with the weight penalties and handicap systems and I I think the championship is really working well
0: you mentioned Alan Uh, he's a good friend of yours I know you've known him for a long time how did you first meet
1: well, the first time I bumped into Alan Gow I was uh, uh, doing the Super Prix at Birmingham, and there was a touring car race when they shut the um, the, uh, t- the streets of Birmingham, and we had a race around uh, Birmingham Town Centre, and Alan was over uh, looking after Andy Rouse with the Ford Sierra team. yeah. And, uh, That's the first time I bumped into him and um, we've been friends ever since and uh, and Alan's done a lot for me, especially in my latter career, he's he's, uh, helped me out when I needed a few drives and uh, then he's got me involved in the championship, which I've immensely enjoyed, I love turning up and watching touring car racing and it's nice to be on the inside still.
0: Let's talk about your your current role, which um, uh, for many people will be very sad about it coming uh, to an end uh, at Brands Hatch. But driving standards, um, just exactly from your perspective, what does it involve and how is it measured? Is it a very subjective thing or is it an objective thing?
1: Um... It's, it's just not my decision. There's three of us, the clerk of the course, the deputy clerk of the course, and myself. Um, so there's three people viewing the, what, what's going on. Um, over the, the years, since in the last 10 years I've done it, the camera um, systems have improved immensely. The ITV4 do a really good job and give us a lot of coverage. And then the in-car cameras and the judicial cameras in the car have helped us uh, really control it and police it. Um, and I, I, as I said earlier on, the, the driving standards of the drivers has got better over the years and I think um, last year, or this year's season, it has certainly improved to the best I've seen it. Mm.
0: Which seems to imply, <laughs> and I ask this with my tongue uh, firmly in my cheek, that in the past there have been some some transgressions and some transgressors. <laughs> Who do you remember the most?
1: Uh, well, there's a few crafty characters out there. <laughs> uh, you know, one being over the years, he's he's been in the championship for a long, long time, and he knows what he's doing. He knows when he can make a move, and he can't make a move, and when he can use a bit of track, he shouldn't be using. And that's none other than Matt Neal. Uh, he's the uh, longest campaigner in the championship. Great driver in himself, and uh, he 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 uses all the rules and all the bits of track and everything to his advantage when he can.
0: Mm. Uh, you weren't afraid afraid of of getting your elbows out, metaphorically speaking, were you when you when you were on track?
1: <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, one of my sayings was uh, when I come back into the pits after the race, if we, my wing were still bolted <laughs> to the doors. I've had a good, uh, we, we weren't bolted to the door. I've had a good race. And <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: with the the sort of the tolerances within the whole of racing now, um, and we look at the driving standards and also track limits and things like that. It's it's so critical, isn't it, for not just the drivers but the whole team to focus and concentrate on every single minute on track now?
1: Absolutely and if you want to become a champion whichever formula it form is, and we're talking about touring cars you have to be at the top of your game you, you don't just become champion these days you have to use every advantage you can as you say, track limits the driving standards, uh, the preparation of the car, the whole team effort. It just doesn't uh, come on an easy, easy plate these days. You've really got to work with it. And, and whoever's going to be champion this year knows he's done a really good job this year to, to emerge championship, a championship uh, winner at Brown Hatch on Sunday. <laughs>
0: Indeed, five contenders for that crown at the moment, uh, Jeff. It's been an interesting season without the fans, hasn't it? But some amazing racing. Um, what's been your take on this season, given, you know, with everything that everybody's had to deal with?
1: Yes, yeah, it's been a strange season. Uh, a lot of the races being uh, crammed together, back-to-back races. Um, the teams have had to take a different approach. Um, the drivers have had to be a little bit more careful. Damaged imitation uh, of going from, from one racetrack to another in the same week. Um, so they've had to be pretty careful. Um, as you say, we've got five contenders going into to the championship uh, finals. I think there's the, uh, potentially three that can win it. And um, It's it's, it's been a a tough road for them just to get to the race championship. You know, get all the the, the sponsorship together, keep people on board, keeping motivated has been a key thing for the drivers and the teams this year. Mm. How are you going to feel when
0: you drive through the gates at Brands Hatch for um, the last time in this role?
1: Well, I've been thinking about that, and, and in a way, I'm disappointed that there is no fans um we can't get too close to the teams this year and i've got some good friends in the teams and uh, had a great success with those and it's gonna, you know it's going to be a strange thing just walking away um on sunday evening without actually getting some of the accolades i might have got from the teams and the, the drivers on sunday is
0: it a, is it a real final walk away jeff or is somebody going to you know next season twist your arm to get involved in another way do you think
1: no, no, d- definitely a final. Uh, You've made your I'll, mind up. I made my mind up. Uh, I've got other things I want to, to, to do in my life, and uh, I've, I've given re- ten years to them. And, uh, I, I, I won't. I won't come back. Um, definitely right. I've, I've said that before and I know it got me to come back but this time now it's definitely a, a final goodbye to touring car racing as Alan Gow said to me he said you'll just be sitting home watching it on TV telling us who's a good driver and a bad driver and he's dead right there <laughs> um, but um, you know I, I wish well to was going to take my job on uh, Alan puts a good team together uh, and he only had the top people working for him and I've been proud to do that for Alan
0: Well, with the the end of that era, Jeff, we're moving to a new era with uh, touring cars soon, with hybrids coming in. Um, Are you going to miss out on being part of that, or are you going to keep a watchful eye on the developments?
1: Uh, it's, it's something I don't know much about. Um, Alan's explained to me how it works with the power boost and when they can use it to defend and take advantage to get past people. Um, it's going to be interesting how the top drivers adapt to it and the teams adapt to it and use it. Um, it's going to take some developing in the first year. I don't think it's just something that's just going to work straight away. I think there'll be some tweaks and adjustments to it as it go on in the season um but it's going to be a team that uh, get hold of it very quickly and get the advantages out of it. That's going to make uh, uh, make them strong championship contenders next year.
0: Yeah, Jeff, you've had an amazing career in motorsport uh, and created a lot of uh, happy memories, not just for yourself but for all the, the fans that you've had over the years and the people who've watched and enjoyed uh, your racing. And uh, I'm sure you, you've marked the card of many a driver over their driving standards, and it's all been done uh, with uh, with good nature and, uh, and good grace as well. You've been a, a massive contribution uh, to the BTCC for sure and you'll be um, sorely missed but uh, do enjoy your retirement and whatever it is that uh, you're planning to do next i'm sure we'll uh, we'll hear about it but i can't let you go without just checking a couple of things that um, that crop up online about you and, and i just wanted to check whether they're true or not you're a collector <laughs> of fridge magnets that's
1: <laughs> a long story long story <laughs> uh, someone got onto my wikipedia site uh, one of my employees at uh, my garage and managed to put in there about collecting fridge magnets and you cannot believe over the last few years what arrives at my house the garage <laughs> and at race meetings fridge magnets from around the world <laughs> uh when i when i turn up at the toker bus on a sunday uh there's about three or four envelopes sometimes sitting there and i know what's in them fridge magnets from the marshals and things because they all think it's hilariously funny um, oh, I and i've sleep. been i've been banned from putting them on the fridge at home <laughs>
0: Now, uh, just a couple more things. Um, The 1962, apparently you were the youngest person to achieve 100% in the cycling proficiency test.
1: Yes, the same culprit did that to me at work (laughs) and got onto the Wikipedia site, put that on there. (laughs) Unbeknown to me, I didn't know anything about it at all. And I was at a race, the Silverstone uh, Classic uh, weekend a couple of years ago, driving my old Capri... And I was in the team that was also running um, uh, Christopher Is it Christopher Hoy the cyclist? Yeah, yeah, Chris. Hoy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Chris Hoy. And we were trying to explain to him what I did in racing and everything, and he didn't really sort of take it all in. And I went off somewhere, and I came back. And he said, oh, I just read your, read your Wikipedia page. I didn't know you were into cycling as well. <laughs> and I, I went, what? And he showed me it and i said oh someone's doing that as a joke it was so so funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh jeff it's been a real pleasure to catch up with you um, the, you mentioned just just finally you mentioned the um, the rover uh, with Tom Walkinshaw Racing and I found on eBay just in case you or anybody listening to this is interesting a signed photograph signed by you in 1981 of uh, of that car that you had and it's going on eBay for, for a tenner sounds like a bargain to me
1: it's definitely a bargain <laughs> get, get, get an autographed picture from me it's a
0: bargain <laughs> Jeff Allen mm-hmm. an absolute pleasure to catch up with you thank you so much indeed for your time have a fantastic time at uh, Brands Hatch this we- weekend. soak it all up uh, and as I say before many many better best best wishes for your retirement.
1: Thanks very much. I think I'm going to uh, have a very busy day on Sunday.